Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today was featured in both Kiss Me Kate and The Lion King on Broadway. My guest today is Adrian Walker. Prior to touring, were you a big fan of Dirty Dancing? I saw the movie uh, when I was younger. I loved their chemistry. I thought Patrick Swayze was amazing. Um... Was I a big enough fan to know all of the, like, the fan quotes, like, don't put baby in a corner or, you know, like, no, (laughs) no, definitely not. (laughs) What was it like bringing such an iconic film to the stage? It was interesting because my role was not a role that was in the actual film. And so that part was different for me, but the best part about bringing such an iconic film to the stage was the audience because they were so excited to see this story that they grew up on and fell in love with come to life. And Christopher Tierney, who played the Patrick Swayze role, uh, the Johnny role, looked from the stage, honestly, just like Patrick Swayze. So just to see everyone like catcalling him and Mm -hmm. really enjoying the show was really fun. What or was it nerve wracking performing Dirty Dancing on stage and bring, showing it around like the country because it is such an iconic film? It wasn't nerve wracking for me because I was a replacement. And so uh, they had already done the first year of the tour and it was successful. So and every city we went to, it was sold out. And so it was just really well received. And so because of that, it wasn't nerve wracking. And I really loved the playlist. They had, um, they added a few mainstream, uh, I guess you would say like old school R&B songs into Ooh, it that's from cool. that era. And uh, so just hearing the soundtrack every night, I, I call it a soundtrack because we didn't sing a lot of those songs. They were just played in their original versions, but hearing all that was, I, I never get sick of it. And even now when I hear one of those tunes from the show, it, it, makes me smile and you know get all warm and fuzzy about it oh yeah when dirty dancing when the tour came to detroit i was really little so i didn't get a chance to see it because who would let their 10 year old or nine year old go see dirty dancing <laughs> wait so how old are you now <laughs> i'm i'm 19 oh okay i i was in the tour in 2015 so i guess yeah we're talking about six years ago now it's so weird yeah. Oh, no, yeah. 2016, 2015. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was when I when like the I don't know when it was in Detroit exactly. I just remember being really young. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I, you think you should probably see the movie first and you're too young to see it. So that's a play we can't go to this year. I was like, OK, fine. Yeah, it is. It is somewhat adult. The material's a bit adult. So, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, out of all the regional productions that you did, which one was your favorite? You know, I get asked that question and it's hard to answer because I liked them for different reasons. Uh, And I I learned different things for different, you know, because of the different productions. But my first regional production was a production of Porgy and Bess. And that one is uh, a memory for me that always makes me feel really great because it was my first uh, job in Chicago and I met lifelong friends in that process I learned a lot I was super green made a lot of mistakes yeah and um I was in a cast of people who loved me and forgave me for my mistakes and never held it against me you know Mm -hmm. and uh 
So yeah, I would have to say that production of Porgy and Bess at Court Theater. Yeah, I'm actually taking an American musical theater class right now in college, and we're talking about Porgy and Bess. Oh yeah? We're just starting to talk about it. I don't know much about it yet, because we haven't really dove into it that much yet, mm-hmm. but we're just starting to touch on Porgy and Bess right now. Well, I'm I'm curious to hear what you think. It's, uh, you know, it's written by a Jewish white man, you know, Gershwin, and Mm -hmm. it is about a small community, Catfish Row, and um, it is interesting. I think it is outdated for sure, but there's so much beautiful music, and the story does kind of hold in a way that, I don't know, maybe I'm just nostalgic about it, but it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Since Kiss Me Kate has been revived on Broadway a few times, uh, did you do any research uh, when finding your inner Hattie from watching, did you watch any clips or anything of like the people who've played the role before you to like try to find the the character within you? I, um, I, I kind of shy away from that. When I was getting ready for the audition, I, I didn't know much about the production, so I... I did some research. I watched Taming of the Shrew. Uh, Come to find out, Hattie has nothing to do with Taming of the Shrew. But um, I did my research in that way and tried to understand the show. Uh, But once I booked the part, I just took what I had from the script and tried to create Hattie in that way. And and we sat down, uh, Scott Ellis and Will Chase, Kelly O'Hara, James T. Lane, we all sat down in the room and talked about our characters relationships to each other you know Ah. and kelly made it clear straight away that she didn't want the historical relationship between hattie and kelly i mean hattie and i'm sorry hattie and uh kate or hattie and uh, lily vanessi that's what it is (laughs) she didn't want the historical relationship where hattie was more so just like her help Mm -hmm. or her assistant she wanted them to be friends lifelong friends friends that shared uh intimate stories with each other and so because of that we decided that that was a layer of our relationship but there was no real script that could be added to flush that out so we just had to create that relationship in a very subtle way ah so what was it like not playing a human on stage in a broadway show in the lion king yeah um, it's funny because uh, Julie Taymor talks about something called the double event, and it's a way of uh, expressing your animal character as well as your human character and, and uh, uh, shifting and shaping depending on which one is taking precedent at that time. So um, I will say that the physicality has always been a struggle for me. I talk about this a lot, but... Um, you have to know when to wear it and when to throw it away. That's what they teach us in rehearsals and throughout the process. And mm-hmm. so um, I think for me, it it was, uh, you know, wearing this animal, I guess, in, in the way that it's been done with the beaded corset and the head mount and everything, mm-hmm. uh, the head mask and everything is uh, the first few times I went in for auditions outside of The Lion King, I found myself moving strangely because I was so used to moving you know like with a head swivel you know oh you yeah you have to you know move move with the head and, you know um 
So that was that was interesting because I uh, I was auditioning for a show and I remember uh, I got some notes from casting about my movement. They were like, you know, you were doing some strange things, but the director really it's liked like, it. And it's like muscle memory. It's like your yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. your Lion King muscle memory. Yeah, the the Lion King muscle memory, and uh, it's something we all talk about. Like I sat down with Jelani Remy, who played Simba for a few years, uh, just a couple weeks ago. And uh, we were talking about how it's weird to, to to go into a new show after The Lion King and how you have to shed some of that. I was talking, I remember, I was talking with Dee Rossioli, who went from Alpha Bun being green to Fiddler on the Roof with crazy makeup. And mm-hmm. I said, well, and I said to her, I'm like, what was it like not being green on stage? And she said, honestly, it was weird. Like the first like couple of shows she did on Broadway and Fiddler when she wasn't green, she said she would like look down at her hands and they weren't green. And she said she felt out of place for a while, but then. Yeah. But then you get used to it. It's funny. I, for me, uh, wearing heels again on stage, like when I, uh, was in the Lion King, I wear sneakers. And then when I got into Kiss Me Kate, like just putting on pantyhose and like, oh, yeah. like wearing heels again was so strange. I haven't had to walk across a straight a stage in heels in years. And you know, that's a skill in itself to learn how to walk. Oh naturally. yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I need to get used to this again. And, um, this is funny. And I was joking, actually, when I left The Lion King, because there's a lot of jumping and leaping. So when I left The Lion King, I was joking with my castmates, I'm not going to have to jump. I'm going to be a real person. And that was just not true at all. I mean, I was a weird, weird old person, but I was jumping a lot in, in Too Darn Hot and Kiss Me Kate. Oh, yeah. What's it like playing Nala, who is such an iconic Disney character? It is an honor, honestly. I, I feel like... Nala is a character that um, a lot of young young women or young people really are, uh, look up to. And so I feel like I have a huge responsibility to carry that in a responsible way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just used the word to define the word, but I feel like I have uh, a lot on my shoulders to make sure that I am uh, a positive representation of Nala, not only on the stage, but also in my personal life too and the life that I choose to share with the world so that is part of it but then the practical part of it is um also just taking on a role that so many women have done that I admire you know Mm -hmm. and wanting to um to when the torch has been passed on to me wanting to make sure that I hold it and hold it upright and 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 um that I don't disappoint anyone and it's been an honor. I, I can't believe I've gotten a chance to play it this long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was hard, but it's been, it's taught me a lot of lessons. It's yeah. taught me a lot of lessons. And I know when I go back, whenever that is, yeah, uh, that I will learn even more about myself too until it's time for me to hang it up and pass the corset on to the next Nala. So, yeah. If you could play any male, any of the male roles in the show for one night, which one would you like to play? Scar. I don't know any of his lines, but I would learn them and I would... Be prepared. Yes. Oh, life's not fair, is it? You know, oh my God, I love Scar. I love Scar. I think he's so... uh, uh complicated and complex and you know he's he's hurt too 
he's wounded too, and this is how he handles it. So yeah, I know he's the villain, but I, I I've got love for Scar. Too. <laughs> Everyone has their favorite Disney villain. Yes. <laughs> well, my favorite all-time Disney villain might be Ursula. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's just, she is vivacious and, you know, she is smart. Oh, she kills me. Yeah, I would say mine's probably Maleficent or the oh, Evil Queen. Yeah. Would you say, like, um... The most recent depictions of Maleficent or just Maleficent in general? Both. Both. Okay. Both. Very I cool. just think she's kind of a savage. <laughs> <laughs> are you a big Disney fan? Like, although you are in The Lion King, are you, like, in general as yourself a big Disney fan? I am not a huge Disney fan. I have met quite a few big Disney fans, and I know that. I'm, I don't qualify. Like, I don't know the Disney trivia. Um, and, yeah. So my husband is a huge Disney fan. Stephanie Styles is a huge Disney fan. My mother-in-law is a huge Disney fan. I am, unfortunately, not. <laughs> <laughs> what other films would you like to see brought to the Broadway stage? It doesn't have to be Disney. It can be any sort of, like, any other movie that you would think would be good on Broadway. Uh, I, I actually, it's funny because they're turning it into a sequel now after 30 years, but um, my favorite film of all time is Coming to America. So uh. I could totally see that uh, on stage. I could see the comedy working and the big dance numbers. I could totally see that happening if they wanted to turn it into a musical. What do you miss about Broadway? I miss uh, I miss the routine. I didn't I didn't realize how much of a routine person I was, um, and I miss the audiences. I miss getting to. I miss see being my... in the audience. <laughs> I know. I can imagine. I I miss getting to see my coworkers every day. Um, they are my friends, and we've checked in on each other from time to time. But you get so uh, accustomed to seeing the same faces and and you know that it's weird yeah so isolated from that and um I miss the birthdays we all celebrate each other's birthdays at work so there's a cake there's a song I don't always eat the cake but I just miss that we're we're in connection with each other so I yeah. miss the connection what did you think of Beyonce playing Nala in the live action film of the Lion King um it's interesting I think I think overall the film was was it was fine. It was just missing some of the uh, the magic of the the South African music, and for me that's what separates the original film a bit from the Broadway show. So I thought, okay, they've done the animated film, now they've done the Broadway show, and now they're going to do all of it together. Like I felt like they that's were what take I the was best- thinking when before going yeah. into it, I thought it was going to be like a combination of the two. I thought they were going to add maybe some of the Broadway songs in the film. I thought they were going to you know sort of find a mesh, but. The movie was good, don't get me wrong, because it's The Lion King, you can never go wrong with it, but you're right, You it was missing. I felt like they were going to add more of that South Africa-y, Africa-y kind of stuff because, th- because of the Broadway show and it's done with real people on stage, so you would think since it's like a live-action movie, they would bring that to the... Yeah, I felt like it was missing a little of the mag- magic um, that I get to experience every night with my... Um... My, my Lion King family. So 
Yeah, I I was a little bummed, and I think we all were. We all saw it together, and uh, but yeah, Beyonce's Beyonce. She's fabulous. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will say I did like Childish Gambino as uh, Simba. I thought he was good. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I love Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Like I I love his uh, series Atlanta. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, he's very very talented. Yeah, at everything he does. Yeah, definitely. And he makes no apologies. No, exactly. Yeah. He was a great symbol. I think they did great casting him for that role. Yeah. And actually, the uh, young Nala was played by Shahadi, and she was a young Nala on Broadway. Oh, so. yeah. I remember reading that. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. I feel like they, they did a solid there. Yeah, a little tribute to the uh, show by adding one of the kids. Yeah, definitely. I, they think out of all the people in the cast, like, they should have... I'm glad they put, like, the kids in the film because it's like, they're the kids. They're going to be the ones rising in the, you know, and then in generations to come. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you ever get nervous and think on your when you're on stage, what if a bead, uh, like, comes off my corset? What if my mask falls off? Do you ever, like, do those thoughts ever come into your head when you're trying to, like, maybe, I don't know, seeing, like, can you feel the love tonight? And you're like, oh, what if a bead comes off? What if something happens to my mask? Does that ever come to your head? I have experienced all of those things. Um, I, I, so in the moment when it's happening, you just deal with it. I've never, I try not to give too much uh, attention to what might happen, what might happen, because there's so much to focus on while I'm on stage. Mm -hmm. But, um, and when, when those things actually do happen, because beads fall off of my corset all the time. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a matter of, oh, I hope that wasn't one of the larger beads because a dancer can slip on it. Oh, and there's no yeah. way to really clear the stage and anything like that. So um, that goes th that goes through my head. Um, I have gone on with uh, Simba before that we just didn't really make the leap connection. And uh, he lost his balance and I fell and we fell. And I'm looking up and I'm like, why am I on the ground? And my mask is askew. And so that's happened. I lived, we survived. Yeah. And it's funny when those things happen, it feels like an eternity to you, but it's really just a, a couple of seconds and the yeah. audience forgets and they move on. Yeah. And, uh, so once I, I realize that I can just keep it moving, even though things happen, but I try, I try not to focus on it. Yeah. What, would you ever want to go on tour again? Um, it, it would have to be something that I really, really want. Um, I, I have a home base here. I'm older. I don't, I, I think tour is definitely for the young at heart. <laughs> and um, so if it was for something that I really wanted to tour with, I would, but I, I have a dog, I have a husband, mm -hmm. um, and, and my husband is a music director. So if we both book something, then that's a reason for us to both travel together. But mm -hmm. I don't really see it for me right now. Have, how have you kept busy over the last year? Besides, I saw you're like doing coaching and stuff, but besides that. Um, I have been, I started a, a new series called 32 Bar Cut. And it's just me chatting, you know, it's, it, I'm online uh, making YouTube videos and I pick a topic. So I'll talk about uh, the 10 worst things I ever did on an audition or, you know, like, um, so it's really an advice channel about how people can better their auditions because Ooh, I've I like worked that. as a reader and I've probably gone on 
over a hundred auditions and I've learned a lot for, in doing that. And I think that I wanna just dispel some of the myths and some of the misunderstandings that folks have before they get onto this level and kind of level mm -hmm. the playing field a little bit. And uh, my husband and I recently did a, another faction, I guess, or of uh, 32 Bar Cut called 32 Bar Cut The Show. Ooh. And so we sit down and we talk with our colleagues on Broadway and in the Ch Chicago theater community, because that's where we both started. Uh, mm -hmm. And we just sit down and we talk to them about what it's like to be a professional performer in a very uh, conversational and candid way. Not not like the interview format, but kind of just, hey, these are some topics we're going to talk about. Let's see how this goes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we've been doing that, and that's going to launch on uh, March 1st. We'll, we'll drop a few episodes, and then uh, we'll see how it goes. But it's been really fun. I've been keeping busy that way. Uh, I've been trying to do yoga every morning, not during the whole, pan not during this whole time. I just started doing yoga in yeah. December. And um just trying to stay sane. I've watched a lot of TV. Same. Um, what else? I took up some needlepoint cross stitch. Ooh, I used <laughs> to do that. Yeah, and and reading my sci-fi books. That's about it. Yeah. What shows do you want to see when it's safe to see musicals on Broadway again? I was really looking forward to seeing Carolina change. I hope that 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 they're able to uh, roundabout theaters able to put that back up. Um, I wanted to see Company. Um, I wanted to see West Side Story. Uh, I I do get a chance to see a lot of of shows. Believe it or not, even though uh, I am working, because you you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to see Tina. I, I, I want to see it. Tina so badly. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Six, the musical. Oh, I've met some people from Six. You have? Did you get to see the show? No, because the last time I was in New York, it was like right when Waitress was closing. Mm. So I did it. Was so it was before it came to Broadway. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I That's all I can think of right now, but... Yeah, and there was there were a couple of plays I wanted to see as well, but we'll see. Yeah, I hear Company's like a classic. I just recently found out what it was. Uh-huh. So I'll have to check it out the next time I'm in New York. I'll have to do some research on it and see what it's all about. Are you a Sondheim fan at all? I like some of his stuff. I haven't really seen like when I think Sondheim, honestly, I think Into the Woods. And I like Into yeah, the sure. And I and I think I love Into the Woods. Don't get me wrong, but like I'm sort of like discovering like in my Broadway class like some stuff like about him and stuff. Yeah, he is definitely well loved in the in the musical theater community, but I can see maybe uh generations now about your age might not connect with him as well and maybe you're looking at other uh up and coming composers and writers yeah what is your spirit animal well i love elephants i have I elephants, elephants all over my apartment um elephants are so, awesome yeah I, I would just say that they're my favorite animal as far as a spirit animal I'm not, I'm not quite sure i don't think i'm like an elephant but maybe i don't know we'll say elephant yeah we'll say elephant <laughs> What else would you like to accomplish in the future that you haven't done yet? Oh, I love that question. Um, if I'm being if I'm being really honest, like if I could just reach out there and 
and and snatch the 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 dream that would change my life uh it would be to star in uh one of octavia butler's books if they make it into a film adaptation or a tv series if i got to star in it i would be happy for the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) you hear that uh cast her (laughs) Yeah. yeah Once again, I've been speaking with Adrienne Walker from Kiss Me Kate and The Lion King on Broadway. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm talking to photographer Haley Ringo.